Welcome to Real Estate Hackers, where you'll hear how real estate investors grew something from nothing. Property management is going to become more technical. Our entire business today is based off of a hack. What if you could put $1,000 into an apartment building project on your phone? With YouTube, with podcasts, you can catch up very quickly to a seasoned investor. Now here's your real estate hacker host, Chad Gallagher. Welcome to the Real Estate Hackers Show, where we talk to actual investors who use systems and tech to scale out their business and where they see this all going in the future. Before we get to this week's guest, a few words from our partners and friends of the show. Welcome to Real Estate Hackers, where you'll hear how real estate investors grew something from nothing. Property management is going to become more technical. Our entire business today is based off of a hack. What if you could put $1,000 into an apartment building project on your phone? With YouTube, with podcasts, you can catch up very quickly to a seasoned investor. Now here's your real estate hacker host, Chad Gallagher. Welcome to the Real Estate Hackers Show, where we talk to actual investors who use systems and tech to scale out their business and where they see this all going in the future. Before we get to this week's guest, a few words from our partners and friends of the show. This show is brought to you by Red Rabbit Insurance. As a real estate investor, I love working with companies and people who truly understand investing. If you're a real estate investor, I highly suggest talking to Ryan at Red Rabbit Insurance. Red Rabbit specializes in working with investors of all sizes, both for their personal residence, auto, and investment properties. Red Rabbit recently saved one of our investors $5,000 a year by switching to the exact same coverage. That's a down payment on a new rental. I personally saved 15% by switching to Red Rabbit, which is pretty significant. And Red Rabbit Insurance makes it super easy to get a quote. All you need is the address, your full name, and your date of birth. No annoying questionnaires to fill out and Red Rabbit gets you a quote in less than a day. Email ryan at redrabbitinsurance.com or go to the website redrabbitinsurance.com or call 1-800-560-3015. That's redrabbitinsurance.com. Call today to save some money and get better insurance rates for your investments. What's up, guys? I am pumped, super pumped here. Uh, Real Estate Hackers podcast episode today. We got the first landlord scientist in the house, Al Williamson. I've been, I've been thinking of, and working on this for over a year now, uh, this interview. I am so pumped we made this happen. Al, thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome. You're welcome, man. I am, I am uh, well-baked now. I'm not pink in the middle anymore. I've been waiting <laughs> for this for a while, so I'm, I'm ready to go. Thanks it's for awesome. having me. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, it's great. Um, so I met Al at the, the Mid-Atlantic summit about a year ago and uh was just blown away at some of the creative things he's doing and uh yeah i just want to i want to i want to jump into it before i get started al i guess maybe kind of give folks a little bit of background of kind of who you are in the real estate space and kind of uh maybe what got you to where you are today okay yeah 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 so i was a um a guy getting ready to get married of course that's when you jump into real estate right so i was motivated and uh, an older gentleman pulled me aside and told me to think about getting a duplex, moving into a duplex and house hacking back in 1996. Oh, wow. That's when we got married. He said, do that. You know, he had a whole bunch himself. So I moved my new bride into a threeplex and pushed her into the smallest unit um, <laughs> and uh, kept her there for five years, man. That wait, was so you, tough. You got more rent in units two and oh, three, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really good, but it did not, it was really, really good, especially when it quadrupled in value. Oh, Went from, yeah, that was really good in five years. Um, but what, what I was learning during that time is that my spreadsheets, what I was calculating I was going to earn net income, 
wasn't matching up with reality. You know, there was these expenses and, and, and I wanted the place to look like a, a physical representation of me, you know. It had to be up to, I had to be proud of the thing. And that was costly. And I remember, I remember my wife, uh, this is really what happened. And she, she said, uh, hey, let's go on vacation. And I was like, uh, I don't know if we can afford to go on vacation. We have all these rentals and everything. Why can't we go? We got, I was like, uh, you know, my, my engineering income was, I was using some of that to offset my rentals to keep them, keep them up. Yeah. And at that point, it was just so painful. That's when I started, I got to find some other income streams. I got to figure this out because the traditional method of just relying on rents as your sole source of income is just not working. Um, you look good after depreciation and after taxes and everything, you can look okay. But cash flow wise, uh, I don't know. For equity buildup, absolutely. It's great wealth builder. I love yep. rentals for wealth building. Yep. But that income just goes when the water heater goes and when the roof leaks and when the trees get into the sewer line. And so, uh, so let me just let me kind of set, set the stage for the audience here. So basically, you're you, know, you get married. You're uh, you're, you're an engineer full time, yep. right? With a job. No, not, yeah, not anymore. But not anymore. Yeah. But you were right. You were, and uh, yes. and so you had these both uh, a house hacking where you were living in a uh, a three unit building living right. in one unit, but then you also had some other rentals in addition yeah. to that. Yeah. And I guess kind of overall, you know, on paper, it says the portfolio should be generating X yeah. and every month it's actually generating negative X. Uh, it was just, it wasn't doing what it was supposed to. It wasn't quite negative, but I wasn't balling like you. No, 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 no. I wasn't balling. No, no, look, I, I think, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I think that's important to just kind of put a, uh, before we go any further is, I mean, look, I think, um, you know, we started investing six years ago and I mean, we face the same problems other investors do, which you, you buy things and sometimes on paper, sometimes they outperform paper, but a lot of times, especially in the first couple of years, there's just, there's more deferred maintenance than what you expect. Yeah. Uh, you know, or, or you, you think you can get a certain rent and then someone gets evicted and, and things change. So, right. I mean, I think what you're explaining is something that every investor, not every investor, but almost every investor who does long-term buy and hold mm -hmm. looks at their numbers and says, golly, like this isn't quite as good as what I was kind of hoping it was going to be from a cash flow perspective. And, 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 and to your point, long-term, it's still a great investment. Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, I, the story I always tell is the first house we ever bought, it, it doubled in value over, I think, four years, four and a half years we actually broke even from a cash flow perspective the entire time. Mm -hmm. So yep. the cash flow wasn't there. Right. Still a great investment. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, but, I, but okay. So now to kind of, I'll, I'll tee this up for you. So where you went was, look, I know the long-term appreciation is there, but I'm not going to settle for just, you know, decent cash flow. How do I get better cash flow? That's right. How do you get better cash flow? And, and I look at all other businesses have a diversified income stream. You know, have none of them have one one income stream. That just doesn't sound right. But so I was like, wow, you know, I need to diversify. I gotta find some other income streams. How else can I use my property? So that's that started the quest of I was going around to different conventions and researching things. And uh, this is you know early two thousands and all the way from two thousand to two thousand and five. I was trying to collect ideas, uh, things things that I could use, and also things I thought I could 
kind of categorize so that other people have a resource. You know, that was my project. And I did all this because I was saying I wanted to be able to pay my full mortgage, my complete mortgage for, at this time it was an eight unit building, all of it um, with, without, pay, without using the rents from other income streams. So that's what I, my quest was. And um, I was doing it all publicly. And in 2015, I, I accomplished that. Well, Al, uh, you've got me at the edge of my seat. <laughs> I, I know the audience is too. They're yeah. driving down I-95 or wherever they're going at the edge of their seat. So hit us. I mean, it, let, let, why don't you just start with just one, maybe one uh, thing you tried that was okay. successful to create a different uh, income stream? So there's a, so there's a, a lot of a lot of stuff. Not everything worked, but one one thing I I tried that that worked for me was as simple as this is back in 2015. It was it was uh, bike rentals helped. Um, I was I was started to add bike rentals into. I was going after um, international students, so that's one thing that helped. Um, so, so just explain this a little bit more because um, I, I don't. I was, I was an early bike sharing program. You know, there's, there's lots of bike sharing now, but there wasn't at all then. I would just have a, a bicycle, uh, a basket, headlight, helmet, and throw on $40 more. And, and, and a, on a $100 bike, how about $120 bicycle? And, and so the bike would sit in the eight-unit apartment building? Yep. It, yeah. would, it would be dedicated to that person. They could International students, they, if they have a bicycle, uh, they can go grocery, with a basket, they can go grocery shopping. Your place is always in demand um, and you can uh, tack, they're expecting to pay extra rent for, for that. You throw it, I threw it into a lump sum, okay? God, so, so you would charge like an extra? I threw it on an extra 40. An extra 40 a month? Yep, extra 40 a month. Per, per, per tenant? Yeah. Oh, per, yep. per bike. So like you, you yep. put the bike there and then all the different tenants get access to it. No, nope. it, was, it, was, it was dedicated to one. So okay, I had dedicated. about, sometimes I had about, about four bicycles at one point. So, so, this so was, they're, this they're, almost early leasing. On. they're almost leasing the yeah. bike from you? Yeah, that's exactly, exactly right. Yep, yep. And, and the, the, the key thing is, is, is it's either the, 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 the competition had a bicycle or they didn't. If they didn't have a bicycle, they would come to me. So at the, at this was at the, the mindset at the time is still that way. If, um, especially I, I deal with a lot of people coming in from China. Can you believe it that I'm the first American, some, some Chinese people, I'm the face of America. I'm the first one to say meet. The first one to say hello. Okay, so that's a small one. That's a small one. And, and you still because, do it today? Like it's still... There's, there's too many bikes sharing uh, electric bikes and all kinds of stuff around here in Sacramento, California. I can't compete. I can't compete with that. So you've I'll, now gotten out of the, the yeah, bike sharing. Yeah, I, right? I, got, I got out of there. Okay. There's, it's, 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 they have, uh, you know, zip, zip car and these electric bikes on every corner around here. So yeah, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. But also um, a nice one is, uh, which was made popular by Jeffrey Taylor, Mr. Landlord, is uh, payday rent. I think you and I talked about this before. It's when you have half of the rent due every two weeks and you try to align it with someone's payday. Yeah. And since there's, um, 
there's five weeks every other month. That means you end up with four extra weeks at per year, you know, than you would think. So you end up with an extra month rent. <laughs> and and the the tenant, when you pitch this to them, they like the idea because yeah, they're full, dis- full disclosure. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. You rent it both ways. It's just some some people. It's easier for them. So I had two people on on this. Not everyone wanted it, but two people for budgeting sake, and um, that way they just want it every two weeks. Pull it out. So that 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 really helps. And then also, um, see, one big thing for me was the, um, and it really is now. I'm currently using his his uh, Google Wi-Fi and these different uh, mesh internet services uh, or products are out there now. So you can have one high-speed internet, like um, the one I have now, it's almost fiber optic, about 290 megabytes per second. That's what's coming to this one um, account in, okay. in my eight unit building. Yeah. And then I have four of these nodes. So it costs about, uh, three, three nodes cost about $250. So it's about $300, okay? Per month? Per, no, the, the, that's the one-time purchase of the hardware. Okay, okay. So, so I connect so, so all those together, and, yep. and, and they blanket the whole apartment complex in, and even the neighbor's yard, too, in Wi-Fi, wi- yeah. strong, fast Wi-Fi. And then yeah. you just charge and let everyone get rid of their $80 internet service and charge them $40. And then... If you have enough cluster or if you sell it to your neighbor next door, make her part of the association. <laughs> you have a nice little income stream. So for me, it's a hundred dollars. Well, actually hundred and twenty dollars for for this. So super you pay high you pay one twenty for the high speed internet each right. month. Right. And then you charge each unit forty bucks, which is 40 totally bucks. reasonable. Yeah. They love that. Uh, and right, the neighbor. And right. the neighbor to get <laughs> it too. Yeah. And uh, so you're so you've got like ten people paying basically the uh, uh, in total $400 for internet. Now, yeah. is, there a, is the downside when the internet doesn't work, they call you? Yeah, you the downside to... is I have, so I have an auto, auto rebooter, a little electric device that um, I program, just like you set your lights. I have it turn itself off and turn itself back on at three in the morning. So that solves most internet issues is rebooting, right? So, so it have, automatically reboots twice a day. Once a day. Once a day at yeah. 3 a.m. or something. Yeah, 3 a.m. So it's kind of like 3 a.m. and 3, 3, 3.05 or something like that. Turn itself off and on. And that keeps your internet running smooth. And that's, that takes care of most of the issues. So the course for a year, how, you get what, maybe like one or two calls beyond like that? About yeah. the internet not working or something? Yeah, barely. Barely that. Yeah, because rebooting... Takes care of takes care of it, and you just plug into one unit. So, so well, I mean, this is great, man. I mean, I uh, see. This is why we pay the big bucks to come on the the real estate hackers show. Yes, every um, penny. So, <laughs> so I mean, so let's just I mean, let's make it real numbers. Let's say it's a let's say you got ten people on it. Yeah. So four hundred bucks a month. Right. The internet costs you one twenty. So you're yeah. making let's just say three fifty a month. Yeah. And, uh, and by the way, it's probably a nice value add to say, Hey, 
you don't have to get internet set up. It's already set up for you and it's high speed and it works. That's right. Cause I, I mean, I hate golly. If I had to never call an internet provider again, the rest of my life, sign me up. I'll come live in your apartment any day. That's it. And often, you know, it's more common now, but sometimes uh, people expect it that the, just like when you go to a hotel, they, they mark up on it too. They make, sometimes they make internet, but it's starting to become more and more expected. So the more you, you add these value packages in, yeah. so it's come, so this, I'll, this, I'll this tell you, combo, out by where we are, out by where we are, I would say it's not expected. I okay. just to be honest. Yeah. I would say uh, yeah. in the mid Atlantic, now, I can't speak for New York City or Boston, but in kind of the mid-Atlantic, um, outside of maybe the biggest cities, I mean, this is definitely not uh, commonplace. So most people yeah. are not doing this. So yeah. even if you have a duplex, so if you have a duplex and both of them are paying $80 a month for their own service, right. you, you as the owner, can um, you're the common denominator anyway. The, the right. money's coming all through you. So yeah. this concept of... of creating a savings for your, your, your residents and then enjoying some of that savings for yourself is, is, can be used nearly everywhere. There's a lot of, um, especially you, you Chad, cause you're as a management company, um, you can, you can coordinate group discounts and coordinate different, the buying power of all of your, um, yeah, we should hire you. You want to be, yeah. the, you want to be the mad scientist, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the slate house mad scientist? So, yeah, creating value. People love that. They love creating value, and, and it just takes coordinating folks. And yeah, I, I, I give mean, them I more. just – so, first off, I mean, I, this is awesome. Our, our, the audience is going to love this. Um, they're all going to probably want to get to know you more. But, um, and they're going to start bugging me. Chad, why aren't you smart enough to think of these ideas? Um, but I, I guess – I mean, so the one thing that you're kind of hitting on is – I mean, let's just take real estate out of this for a second. If you look at what's changed in a sharing economy, whether it's Uber or Airbnb or Groupon, I mean, really, you're just a modern day Groupon for for landlording, right? So you're just saying, look, you know, all Groupon did was come together and say, hey, if I can take a bunch of demand and put it somewhere, we should be able to use that bulk discount to get lower pricing. Right. And hey, by the way, for doing that, everyone gets lower pricing, but I'm going to take a slice of it too. And that's kind of all you're really doing. Oh, yeah. You're, it, it, it's the concept of cr- creating more value than you capture. Yeah. And it's very sustainable. It, and it could be applied for, I, I don't know what you go to do, but you, everything from toilet paper, even though you don't want to get into that, but the, the landlord can provide all kinds of uh, array of services from uh, um, lawn care to whatever. Yeah. So it's just like just that way of thinking. Um, yeah, man, I, I love this. So, um, so then, so you, you kind of mentioned this before, but I want to hit it again. So you basically said that you were able to create revenue streams significant enough to pay off the mortgage. Not pay off the mortgage. Pay the monthly mortgage. Pay the monthly mortgage. Sorry. Right. Pay the monthly mortgage right. without even paying without even the rent the rent was just right. totally not a rent right right so so another another yes. thing another thing was um i changed the use of one of my units so i kept the i i i said everything above what i what my rent is i can contribute to my experiment okay if that makes any sense like right. if my rent is eight hundred dollars and i create two thousand dollars then the, the difference i can contribute to our, my experiment yeah 
Right. Okay. It's so, like, 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 like an investment, basically, yeah, into yeah. R&D, basically. So, so I flipped one of my units over into, my mortgage was, um, 2015 was 16, um, 1,650. Okay, so I got this unit in bad condition. <laughs> so it was eight unit, and so 1,650. And I took one of my two units, and I converted it into, I did an um, a Airbnb experiment on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I tried it uh, doing uh, three stays, uh, three stays a, a, a month, and then that led me to pay the the net income. I was looking at my net income. That led me to one month stays because my I could, it was less fatigue on me, and then that led me to three month stays, and I saw that my three month stays had a higher net income with my time and everything considered. So I was able to bring out. Um, from from an eight hundred fifty dollar rental to uh, sixteen hundred dollars of net income, so I created eight hundred dollars of net income right there, just by switching it over to month to month rentals or extended stays. Awesome, man. So so you uh, because what I guess the the idea here is if somebody wants a three month lease, most right. people won't agree to that. Won't agree to it all. Nope. Yeah. They say it's got to be a year or nothing, you know. And so you say, hey, I'll take your three-month lease, but in exchange, I want 200 bucks more or whatever. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I, I, I started that way, and I'm like, well, what, what is the extended stay hotel paying? How much did you pay at the extended stay hotel? And let me, beat the, let me undercut them. So my focus is completely off of – I don't compete against Airbnb host or landlords or anything. I compete solely against extended stay hotels. <laughs> who are who are charging stuff. what eighty bucks a day or something? Yeah, I guess. Or? Yeah, they're yeah, and they're what? The, well, I, I want to say they're charging what the market can bear. Right. So right. I know I know the it's a certainty that the market can bear that. If I undercut them and give that person more privacy, more space, more dedicated parking. Um, they will gladly pay me, especially you can't stay in a hotel for more than 20 days. You're just ready to, yeah. you're ready to gouge your eyes out. And then do you, do you advertise like a hotel would, I guess? It's almost like. Well, you, you, you can always use like these online travel agencies like yeah. Airbnb and all that stuff. And, and my goal, your goal is, if you're wise about it, your goal is to find out who's bringing that person to town and then cut them out. And then build that relationship directly. Got and, it. So you find yeah. the employer, or you find the, in your right. case, Sacramento. I'm sure the government is the yeah. you know. Well, let's talk about let's talk about my Chinese researchers. Okay, so the People's Republic of China has already vetted me, and <laughs> as soon as one leaves, the next one comes. So I have a constant train of, of, serving people from China who are coming to town. I don't need Airbnb. I don't need anyone else. So I you just, just let simply, them know when, when someone leaves, you say, I got our opening. No, no, no. They tell each other. They tell the next one in line to come right here. We got your hot pot. We got your rice cooker. We got everything that you need. And so I've been vetted. This guy is trustworthy. Is close to the place that, you, that you're going to. So there's nothing needed besides the, there's lining right up. And they pay even more. 
Yeah, I mean, I uh... they pay even more than I could I could charge on on say Airbnb. The closest thing I can even think of to that is we have a we have a deal with a basketball team at a college where the basketball team just passes the house down every year. Yeah. And so like the that. new the new the new kids come in and we just create a house basically for the basketball team and they they love it. That's um, it. That's it. You don't have to worry about anything. It's already been vetted. In fact, this gets year over year it gets more customized for that target. Right. So, right. So they, they tell harder. you what else would be nice and yeah. you say, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll add this in that because. Yeah. Uh, and it makes it nearly impossible for anyone to compete against you. So whether the economy goes up or down or whether your ordinances uh, change or not, if your city ordinances, Airbnb gets banned or not, it does not matter. Yeah. You're just doing a month to month rental. Yeah. I love that. Fun. It's interesting. I mean, I, I think, uh, it's such an innovative approach to marketing, right? I mean, most people, you know, in our space, we use Zillow and we use all these different spots. Uh, you're saying, yeah, that's great, but there's a better way. Let's just go direct to the source. Yeah, let that be step one. Let all those online things be step one and then people to people be the step two of, of your funnel because you, you, you want to be more... Uh, recession proof as more people get, you know, just like Craigslist, it was novel back when, back in my day, when we, when it first came out, either, you know, it was, it was, it was awesome, but now everyone's on it. Right. And, and it's, it's not, it doesn't give you the edge. Right. It doesn't keep you from the, I call it the vacancy bear. And our goal is to be once just a couple of inches in front of the next guy. So we don't get caught. <laughs> So it's about creating separation. You got to separate yourself from the market, and that's how you become um, what I consider recession-proof. That's awesome, man. Um, I, I love this. When you when you say short, so when you say short-term rentals, I think the average person thinks, you know, people coming in and out every day, right? Maybe every couple of days, right? And and you're kind of saying no. I mean, short-term, a three-month rental could be short-term potentially. Well, let's define it. Um, Cities now come out with saying like 30 days and less. A lot of city ordinances will say that, call that short-term rental. Yeah. And, and then that opens up the word for midterm rental. Huh. And, and then me, my focus is, of course, on the hotel. So I call it extended stay because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing. My target is, is taking people from, from residence in and extended stay America. That's, and giving them something better. For, for, for less and um, just working backwards. I know, you know, we're doing the math. We, we got something, we have a known, a price that we know it, 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 it works in the market. Yeah. And then we work our way backwards to, to see how big our profit margin is going to be and, and give that person a savings to appeal to their self-interest. And you got a really virtuous circle there, a virtuous um, economy there. So um, I, this is awesome. I want to, I want to talk a little bit about the tech uh, since we are into tech and, and our real estate hackers audience is super innovative on the tech side of things. <laughs> are you using special tech to handle kind of short term rentals? I am. I am. But you're going to be disappointed in me. Oh, no. My tech is a, a checklist, a detailed checklist that I give to a virtual assistant. I'm not, that's not disappointing at all. I think that's, and, that's and, super exciting. And that virtual assistant sends me a scorecard every day, email, and it's color-coded. 
If there's nothing red on it, I, that's, I don't do anything that day. If there is something red on it, I'm going to, we have to build a system to make sure. Okay, so just, we're, just we're, let's, let's backtrack here. Let's backtrack. Okay. You okay. Got, you got, first of all, you got, you got me excited by not having to do anything all day. Yeah. Because my, my to-do list right now has a lot of red on it. So, yeah. Yeah. okay, so uh, your virtual assistant's handling everything from, I guess, if, if a tenant has a question. No, they don't do that. Okay. Because I, I do that. Okay. Uh, that piece of it, but it's not, it doesn't happen much. So what happens is, is I got, I got 43 months, four months, two months of, of time. And I'm just using an Excel sheet that counts down what today's date is minus the, the move out date. So okay. I get a, I get a countdown every day. There's a countdown. And as it gets closer to, as it gets to 30 days before vacancy, I want her to start a particular marketing activity as it's 20 days i want her to start a particular marketing activity okay and that keeps the unit from being vacant that's how we don't have any vacancies because we're our marketing is uh, triggered by the countdown and also when when people move in she's doing the checklist on hey this is the first day they moved in i want to send them this message it's just, i want to test i want to touch the base with them in in a couple of weeks to check how things are going, and all of that's all of that's prescribed in in the checklist. Customer service stuff, basically. Customer service is all built in, right? Those touches, and um, and and by the time you do that, then you worked out all the the little issues and things like that that you may have with your unit, and also preventive maintenance is preventive maintenance. Oh, we got to talk. We got to talk about um, Green Gobbler chat. But preventive maintenance is, Wait, is, is, so is built in. I, I mean, I'm writing down Green Gobbler. We're yeah. going to get there. But yeah. just to, I want, I want to just play out here. So your, so your, this checklist comes out to you every day. And an example of red would be like, we're what? We're three days out. No, we're about to have a vacancy. Yeah, right, right. And then in that be, case, that's when you're going to jump into high gear and say, okay, I need to get involved. And Well, that's when I was, I'd be like, well, how did this happen? <laughs> that'd be like what did you what's going on did, did, right. did, you not, did you not dip the prices did you what's going on did you how did you how did where's the failure in the system okay so you see it as basically systematic failure and yeah. then if everything's done right th this should take care of itself if if there's a single car at the extended stay america that means we should be we should have that person yeah yeah so that's, so that's, how, you look at it. You, that's you, how i look at it yeah yeah I'm I'm a more affordable, higher value than um, these hotels, which have they've already done the market research. Like if you have a residence in hotel in in your in your town, that means they spent hundred thousand dollars or more doing market research, and they spent twenty to forty million dollars building that thing. Okay, so they know there's a demand there year round, and right. the, and if there's cars in that parking lot, because so we know it exists, and if there's cars, that means we're not marketing, we're not getting our message out to, to that target market. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, when you say it that way, extended stay, I mean, it wouldn't be in any town in America, you're going to be paying 100 to 150 a night. That's right. You know, and then you put that over the course of a month, and you say that's monthly rent of three, grand. You know, three to 5K. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. As a monthly rent, that sounds like a lot, but. Yeah, now that's included room service. So, so, so tracked out room service, 
which is once a week on those extended stay hotels, once a week, and, and subtract out, um, that's really all you need to subtract out the nasty breakfast. <laughs> Are you so, providing room service? Do you do? Nope. No, okay. I don't. I just kind of, I start off 20% below whatever the hotels are charging. Got you. Tell them, hey, if you want to get get a cleaner or a room service in here, you get it yourself and you're still going to save a ton of money. Well, here's the thing. People don't, people just want to be left alone. They just want to be at home. They don't want the intrusion. Right. right. So it's more, we're, we're moving into, just like you go to Home Depot, is do-it-yourself checkout, right? Yeah. We're, in the, we're in the do-it-yourself mode coming into 2020. But here's the kicker, though, because you like tech, you're going to appreciate this. This is why it's so important for, for your audience to, to hear about this, is because next year, 2020, uh, one-third of the people that are going to be in the workforce were born after 1990. Yeah, that's and, a lot. And, and when they go traveling, they whip off their smartphone, and they go right to – they don't go to the Marriott app. They go right to Airbnb app. Right. Okay. So if, if you're, if you ignore, you can't ignore this trend. It's, we've got a young workforce. We've got apps and smartphones. Is, is this have, the green gobbler trend or is that something different? That's something different. Oh. No, this is this, this is just a shift in, it's a major shift in the rental market. Right. Moving are, away from the traditional hotel and more into the, you know, what you call the shared economy or. Yeah, it's, it's morphing together. You have morphing together of residential market and, and hotel. Hotels are trying to be more like residential. I mean, like Home Two Suites is a brand, it's essentially a multifamily <laughs> apartment complex. Right. Put, it, put it out by Hilton. <laughs> you know, they're morphing to be more like a, a, a furnished rental. And you got uh, regular landlords furnishing their place with a. I think the smart ones are because we have to address the cash flow. We know our rentals are great equity builders, but they have problems cash flow. If you furnish the place, then you have more cash flow, then you can hit your projections and pay for the maintenance of your place at the same time. So more people are catching on to that and you see this convergence that's happening. This and then you also have you have artificial these dating apps that know about compatibility. So people can find roommates that are, they're compatible with um, at the same time. So you got people sharing these expensive places. You got who's a who's a landlord and who's a tenant morphing together. You got who's a hotel and who's a rental property morphing together. So we got a lot of stuff happening. Um, I just want to direct everyone's attention to to what's going on. Yeah, man, it's awesome. Wait, so you, you you still got you have to, you got everyone on the edge of their seat. The Green Gobbler. Yeah. What the heck is the Green Gobbler? The Green Gobbler is to eliminate your plumbing issues. Okay, eliminate put plumbers out of business. That's what Green Gobbler is about. So, so what my suggestion is, you do not wait for a clog. There's Green Gobbler is a product that that um, my background is in wastewater treatment and, and environmental stuff. And when at the wastewater treatment plant, we add all kinds of additives and chemicals to break up stuff and um, treat it. Okay. So it's not magic fairy dust. <laughs> we can add stuff to make things settle out, flocculate, they call it, or to break apart so that we can um, skim it off the top. Green Gobble is a product like that. Instead of waiting for it to use it at the end of the wastewater treatment, you use it at the beginning to break up clogs and to make hair 
of more slippery and, and um, take away grease. Because, because you know, Chad, when you shave, your hairs go down this, this, and they're in the P-trap, right? Mm-hmm. So by adding Green Gobbler on a, on a routine preventative basis, at once every two, two months, um, you can do it. Or I really recommend every owner, rental owner, especially multifamily, stock this in their common area, the laundry room. So anytime, so it's environmentally friendly. The tenant does not need to wear gloves, uh, eye, eye goggles, and it's not caustic. And it's not bad for the pipes? There's not no, bad for pipes. Like, environmentally no friendly. Okay. The tenant can add it themselves. To, to anytime there's a slowdown, the tenant just puts this powder down the sink and, and, um, and lets it do its work. And now you don't have to even think about, you don't have to mobilize a plumber because it's being preventative. The tenant's even happier because they're doing it themselves. And you know, when you get underneath the sink, you get that backache and everything, and you're turning on those pipes, they break and you have to run back to the home, the home, home Depot to get stuff. Yeah. So, and also you, you shouldn't be plunging, which pushes the clog back down. You shouldn't be snaking. Just like uh, for your intestines, you rather take uh, Pepnobismo than be snaked out yourself, right? <laughs> I, I so do not a, like being snaked, let me tell you. Yeah, um, so snaking should go away. Plunging should go away. Should you just use Green Gobbler to, to actually break up the clog and... Um, and eliminate the need to undo things. Now, do you have the tenants actually do this themselves? I do. I have them put it in themselves, yeah. Okay. And so yep. you, you keep it like in the... In the laundry room. In the laundry room. Yep. Okay. I'll buy it all. It's, so it's 11 bucks for three packages. <laughs> That's not and that much. No. It pays for itself. I mean, I, there's no need... A plumber... I, I get to get a plumber once a, once a year. You know, it's $150, 300 Yeah. So this What's is the, the savings. Is, and is, how is fast do you go through, like for a, let's just say it's a duplex, two units. Yeah, yeah. How fast will two units go through a, a three pack of Green Goblin? Well, if, if say the, uh, the woman or the man has long hair that sheds, some people have that situation. You know, they should be just added on the first of the month. They should just be throwing it in there, one pack. So, so one pack um, over three months. So, um, you go through one one every three months. Okay. So so for so three pack, so, so, you're going. Yeah, you know, so you're talking maybe on. like for a for for a unit, maybe spending ten to fifteen bucks a year. Yeah. Um, now, what? do you see a huge? Have you seen a huge decrease in plumbing? I don't have any more plumbing issues. Nope, they've gone away. Nope, no more plumbers. No more dissatisfied tenants. No more backed up stuff. No more emergencies. Um, even toilets, toilets, you have two packs of it. You let it sit overnight and then you flush it. So the tenant does that themselves. No more plunging and all that, all the nastiness that goes along with it. No more snaking. And what do you think, you think every, every couple months is the right? Like, well, so, uh, so when we're doing a turnover unit for our short terminals, uh, we add it right there. And that limit, that helps the whole, that helps everybody by us adding that. Uh, and then for my longer term tenants, I just keep it stocked up so that they can do it themselves. And they're happier to do it themselves than they have to tell me that they have a toilet issue. Right. So first of all, clogs are embarrassing. Right. And then if someone has to intrude into your place to, to come see your bathroom and go walk through your... Yeah, your, no, and it gets worse and worse. Codes, yeah. 
codes gets involved and the sewage backup. And then, yeah. I mean, I've had to, I've had to, uh, you know, take sidewalks out from cracked pipes and I mean, it goes yeah. on and on and on. So, yeah, so, so for cracked pipes, you know, there's the, always these copper, copper agents should be flushing to keep the tree roots from going in and the green gobbler for, um, for a clock. So what I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, we, we owners need to add a preventative maintenance. Preventative maintenance creates this big net income savings for us. And that alone is not sexy, but it's probably the, the biggest wealth builder is to keep the money that you have in your bank instead of paying it on um, these maintenance issues that we know we're gonna have. We already know we're going to have tree line tree roots making their way to our sewer. We should be adding on a on a preventive maintenance basis uh, copper agents every so often, and we should be adding uh, defoamers to our our washer and dryer lines because we know those things are foaming up and always there's always a clogged building. We got to add that stuff on a dose it on a regular basis. So preventive maintenance. No, no, it it won't sell any books. It, it, I'll never get on TV for saying it, but it helps you keep the money in the bank, and you'll notice it accumulating more without getting wiped out by silly stuff. I love that. So, I mean, when you say you're the mad scientist, you're trying to really experiment on both sides here. So, both the income, uh, creating income, right, but also cutting down on. Uh, expenses. Costs, now, yeah. these maintenance costs, a lot we call un- unexpected expenses, but they're not. <laughs> Basically, and that's what hurts me is when I see a nice balance in my bank account, and then I see it going away because of something that could have been prevented because I, I wasn't proactive with it. So that had to stop. <laughs> that has to stop, you know. You got to keep it in the bank. Let it, let it build up for some other things. Use it, use it uh, to go to the Mid-Atlantic Conference. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, what, uh, so one thing we ask every guest is something you're excited about for the future that maybe an experiment you're working on yeah. or, or a type of tech that you see coming down that has you excited. Uh, I, I'd say oh, I'm always excited to ask this question, but with you, I'm real excited. <laughs> So I mean, you probably things. got some, you're probably yeah. thinking about uh, renting out space on Mars or something. Uh, oh yeah, asteroids actually. <laughs> no, no, what I'm excited about is artificial intelligence um, as a way of uh, reducing owner expenses. So I'm, I'm following that. We're not quite there yet. Where if you add um, moisture sensors, that you'll get a deduction in your insurance premium. We're not th- quite there yet, but I'm watching those things. I'm, I'm looking for these. Uh, um, different sensors, even if a sensor says yes or no, you can use it to um, help you save money for leaks or uh, controlling your, your, whatever your costs are, you put that on, yeah. having something monitor that. So I'm watching our potential, artificial intelligence, how it's gonna affect the uh, landlord um, industry. And then of course, like I told you before, I, I decided to be a general manager of a hotel, of a decentralized hotel. So I set up different, some, some landlords don't want to be, be involved with the extended stay or month-to-month rentals. So I say, that's fine. Why not I rent the place from you? And then I furnish it and I create a, a, an extended stay rental because there's this, there's this huge 
what a hotel charges and what a, a monthly rental is for a month, there's this big difference. Right. And I just capture that big difference. That's, and is also, I, I love that. So the, the decentralized hotel that you're, you're, does the hotel have a name, by the way? Have you given it a name yet? It's, it was part of easy corporate housing. What we easy call it. corporate housing. Do you guys have, do you guys have a park where all the beautiful people run around and it, it's like the place to be? A particular park? If there is, I was never invited to it. <laughs> well, most cities have a spot. Okay. All the hipsters and every all the sure all the, all the yoga pants are. I'm with you. <laughs> okay, so we we rent places around that particular location. We cluster around it, different places, working with different owners to to uh, hold their place. A central Park in New York City, or. Patterson Park in Baltimore. You know, I'm with you. That yeah. like, you know, where where young young folks want to be. Where so you try be. to you try to cluster these things around the the place to be. Right. Is it all in Sacramento? All, all in Sacramento. I stay focused in Sacramento. Um, and then God, so you so you feel like you're basically running a hotel with you know uh, upwards of 200 units that you're right. That's for. that's the goal. So do that. So so I got like a a good handyman, good cleaners. Um, you know, the uh, people that help me out do general things, the whole ch- countdown checklist is our whole business is run on a checklist. And I get that scorecard, make sure um, things go either green, orange, or red. Make sure when things are orange that we're taking care of them. And that's, and that's really it. So I can get to um, um, make copies for my daughter's teachers and that could be a classroom dad and uh you know that's amazing, important, things, important things that, in life right that's amazing i uh i love what you're up to i love the approach to life and and just super inquisitive and, and challenging things i think our eyes are gonna love this um i love that i even have you back here at some point because i'm sure there's more we could talk about could you oh, yeah. i mean i'm sure the audience would love to hear more about what you do What's, what's a good way for these folks to, to get in touch with you? You know, the main clearinghouse for all my information is, is my website, leadinglandlord.com. Leading? Leading landlord, yep. Okay. A, land, a landlord's got to be out there leading. Landlord.com, <laughs> that's kind of where the clearinghouse of all the different things, uh, projects that I'm working on and my, my different coaching and training programs and, and books. And uh, if you want to know about this whole artificial intelligence and rent, rentals, I'll be reporting it out there uh, that's awesome and, and green gobbler can i order some of that on your site too no you just nope you just go to home depot oh god come this on this is the product this is the product home depot themselves you all right i love it uh, there's what it's yeah so leadinglandlord.com al williamson the the first landlord that's right. scientist that's it that's it Dude, this is awesome, man. Uh, tons of really good stuff here. I took a bunch of notes. I don't usually do, I mean, I always take notes, but I, I, I saved a bunch of notes for our own business. Uh, I'm good. sure our investors will too. I hope people check out Leading Landlord because I think we only touched on just a little bit. Oh yeah, uh, we, got, we got bees and ad agencies and monetizing your, monetizing your traffic count. We got all kinds of stuff. I can't even imagine. I, I, I know people are probably curious. Leadinglandlord.com if you want to hear more. Uh, Williamson, the man, the myth on the show. Thanks for coming, buddy. And uh, we talk to you more soon, all right? Absolutely.
So that's our episode of Real Estate Hackers. Thanks for joining us in your real estate investing journey. We come out with fresh new episodes weekly. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you would, let your fellow investors know about us. Also, if you've ever hacked or found a unique solution to an issue in the real estate space, hit me up. We may even share your real estate hack on a future episode. Check out our site at realestatehackers.com, on Instagram at realestatehackers, or email me directly at chad at realestatehackers.com. Real Estate Hackers is an on-air brands production. Huge thanks and shout out to Eric and the team at On Air Brands. Be sure to check them out at onairbrands.com. This is Chad Gallagher, your host of Real Estate Hackers. Hope to see you at our next meetup or live event. And who knows, you may even be the next guest hacker on our show. See you soon.